Today I'm talking about ways to know God's will for your life. That's the title for this morning. And if you were here last week, you would have heard Pastor Tom speaking about God's will for our lives. And God gave me this word about two weeks ago. So I know that God wants to continue the conversation with us as a church. God wants to keep talking to us about his will at the moment. Are we ready to hear it? Yes. Good. And when it comes to God's will, it's his plan, his purpose, that can be on so many things. It can be on business, ministry, it can be on rearing kids, getting older, it can be on anything. But the good news is that God wants us to know his will for our lives. God is not a God of confusion. He is a God of clarity and confirmation. God wants to speak to you today. Yes, hallelujah. Oh, you're with me. I love the Lego service. You're always encouraging me. Shout out the amens. Encourage your girl. Let me know what you think. But God is here. Hallelujah. Will you stand with me? We just want to pray. In this church, we honor God. And when we stand, it's just a sign of changing our physical posture to show God our spiritual heart. If you want to raise a hand to heaven, it's just a sign of being open to God, a sign of surrender. If you want to close your eyes, it's just that we can concentrate on the Lord. God, your word says, your will be done. Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. As we look at ways to know your will for our lives, God, we as the people of God say yes to your will. When you tell us to start, God, we want to start. When you tell us to stop, we want to stop. When you tell us to wait, we want to wait. Your will, God, is good and pleasing and perfect. So, God, today, any barriers, any blockages between you and us, we give you full permission to remove them. We believe you. We trust you. We love you. And we thank you. And the people of God said, Amen. Grab a seat, grab a seat. Jesus is here, isn't he? I know if you felt him in that prayer, but I certainly felt him anyway. So ways to know God's will for your life. Here's what it says in the book of Romans. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Hallelujah. My favorite part of this verse is, God's will for me, God's will for you, is perfect. It's perfect. His timing, the way he moves, the resources that he will provide for you, the people that he will surround you with. Benny and Tina Beck. Benny, where are you? Is he down the back? I know where he is, he's gone to the loo. Anyway, Benny and Tina Beck. Benny, who's on media, some of you might know him, yeah? Big tall guy. They got a, a council house this week. Everyone here, if you're living in Ireland, you know there's a housing crisis. And Benny shared in the prayer service this morning that they've been praying to God about it. Of course they have, because God cares about our needs. God cares about where you live. And God answered his timing this week was perfect. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
When we look at the purple part on the screen or the pink part, first of all, I'm all coordinated with it. Have you noticed? All the ladies were like, we knew this was going to happen. She's matching. Even my nails, even my nails are matching for the Lord. Always look good for the Lord. Amen. Amen. <laughs> but in the pink part, it says, then you will learn to know God's will for you. There's a condition on it. There's a condition. So there's two things I need to do to be able to learn God's will for me. The first is don't copy the behaviours and customs of this world. <coughs> Whatever they are doing out in the world, if it contradicts the word of God, I don't do it. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And if I want God's will in my life and I'm doing what the world does, that does not add up. Because what God wants and what the world wants typically are completely opposite. So if I want God's will in my life, I want to know it, I want to learn it, I have to do what the word of God tells me to do. I can't be copying what they do in my work, my colleagues, my neighbours, my family members who don't know the Lord. I follow Jesus. That's what I do. And the second part of it is let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. So if I have to let God transform me, I have to allow God to change me, to mould me, to shape me into a new person. That means the old me has to go. That process at times is uncomfortable, is uncertain, is painful. But what it does is it changes the way that I think. If God has to change the way that I think, I have to admit that some of my thinking is wrong. That it's not in line with the Lord. So the two things are, I can't do what the world does, but do what God says in the Bible. Amen. Uh, amen. Yeah. <laughs> just, check, just checking that one there. And secondly, I have to allow God to change me. If I don't allow God to change me, what I am saying to God through my actions is I am in control. You are not in control. Because yes. I don't want to change. But if I do those two things, then I will learn to know God's will. And you can see in the pink again, we're all matching the highlighters. But in the pink, the word is learn. I have to learn God's will. It doesn't say then you will understand God's will. It doesn't say then God will show you his will. I have to learn. I have to be taught God's will. It's a process. I have to commit to it. And we learn lots of things in life, don't we? People learn how to ride a bike. People learn how to drive. Some people are still waiting to learn how to drive, aren't they? <laughs> no one's confessing their sins in this service, that's alright. People learn a language, people learn how to love someone. And for us as Christians, sometimes we spend more time learning those things than we do learning God's will for an area of our life. We have to learn God's will, but when we do, His will is good and pleasing and perfect. Say it with me, good and pleasing and perfect. Do you believe it? Yes. Perfect. Perfect for our lives. So before we look at the ways that we can learn God's will in our lives, it's important to know if I want to learn God's will, I have to own part of this. I can't be doing what the world is doing. I have to follow what God says in his word and I have to allow God to change me. That's the part I have to own in this process. Amen? Amen? Amen. So let's have a look at some of the ways that we can learn the will of God. This is very basic, we know this, but seek God through prayer. You have to talk to God. Some of us talk to ourselves more than we talk to God. 
But we've got to seek God through prayer. The Bible says that we can ask God. We can talk to him. And if we ask him and it's in his will, which is biblical, then we can believe that he'll do it. Amen? Amen. And they, it says in the Bible as well that God is a good father, that we can talk to him and he will provide our needs. So when we're thinking of the will of God in this season right now in my life, God, I'm praying for that breakthrough. I'm praying for the miracle. I'm praying for the strength to get on with today. I can believe that God is going to listen to me. Amen? Amen. It says this in 1 Thessalonians. Never stop praying. Keep talking. And when it comes to the bigger issues of our lives, usually God doesn't fix them instantly. It's a process. Some things that we've been praying for, you've been praying for, it's been across a lifetime. And you still haven't seen God move in it. But this is where I have to trust and believe that God's will is good and pleasing and perfect. I gotta keep going to him. I gotta keep talking it out. And when I was praying for this today, not today, during the week when I was preparing the word, I believe God wants to speak prophetically to some people here today. God wants us to have honest and open conversations with him. The times in my life when I haven't been honest about, with God about things that are going on for me, it's usually I'm not willing to admit or acknowledge the pain of what is going on. And it creates a distance between me and God. And I believe there's some people here today and that's, that's you. There's certain issue, there's certain person, there's certain thing that you're, even when I'm talking about it now, you can feel your heart pounding. You're struggling to talk to God about it. You're struggling to be honest on, about it with him. And I believe God would ask you this question. And it's the first question recorded in the Bible. And it's this. Where are you? I know you're physically here in Grace Church today. But I believe God is asking you this. Where are you in your spirit? Where are you in your heart? Where are you in your mind? And God is asking you because you're not asking him. He's saying, where are you? And God in Genesis 3 says this question to Adam. And if you know this, Adam and Eve at that time had taken the forbidden fruit, they'd eaten it from the tree of knowledge, they realised that they were naked and they hid. But when God asked this question to Adam, Adam replies. Adam says, we ran away, we hid because we were naked, we were afraid and we were ashamed. If you feel like God is asking you this today, where are you? Don't keep running. You can answer him today. We can be honest. I say it all the time. You walk into this church and it says real people, real church. When you're real with God, you can be real with yourself. And when you're truthful with God, that's where things change. I'm not saying Jesus is going to perform a miracle and that your situation is going to change and be good. And it's going to be amazing. I don't know that. God knows that. But when we give the things to God that we struggle to be honest with, and we surrender to him, things change. Amen. <laughs> Spiritually, the weight of it. That is where your freedom is, brothers and sisters. God doesn't want you carrying around what you're feeling with it. He wants you to free you from it. And it's trusting God. And God can handle your emotions. Your anger, shout at God, talk it out. 
your crying, your frustration, your despair, your depression, your anxiety, God can handle it. Hallelujah. And there's healing in it. When we go to God, am I going to God or am I going to another person to talk about this? Or am I talking to myself? Or am I going to whatever thing I want to do to distract myself? Go to God. This is where your freedom is on these issues. God is asking you, where are you? So when it comes to our prayers, brothers and sisters, never stop praying. Keep talking. Don't go silent. When you go silent, you become sick. And you become secretive. And you will be as sick as your secrets. Speak it out. And allow God to transform you. Transform your heart, your mind, and your spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Number two, the ways that we can learn God's will. Search the scriptures. Brothers and sisters, we've been given one book, and it is the Bible. And God is very clear in scriptures about his will for our lives. It says this, God's will for your life will never contradict what's written in the Bible. Never. So if you're working in a job, maybe you're struggling financially, and you have the opportunity to lie to earn more money. That is not God's will. Amen. The Bible clearly says, do not lie. It talks about in the book of Proverbs, God detests lying. So if I'm struggling financially, God is my provider. God gives me any money anyway, it's his. But that is not the way to do it. God is going to do something else. So that is not God's will for my life, to lie in that scenario. And when we pray about the will of God, God has to teach us his will. It says this... King David in the book of Psalms, Lord, teach me your will. Again, we have to learn it. He has to teach us. And the primary way that we can see literally in black and white, God, what is your will in this situation, is in the Bible. But you have to know your Bible. You have to seek it. There's certain topics God is very clear on. And then there's other topics where it's his principles, it's his promises that we trust in. That's how God works. So, If I'm to take a topic and say, what's God's will about this in the Bible? Let's do it together. Do you want to know one? Yeah, are we excited? What's the topic, Dara? We're going to look at marriage. Married people are so enthusiastic right now. (laughs) But I'm going to look at this from a perspective of dating, okay? So if I was dating, I'm not dating anyone right now. Some people are looking at me going, is she about to announce? I'm not about to announce anything. Jesus is my boyfriend. Yes. Yes. Woohoo! (laughs) Joy, clapping down the back. Yes, that's right. Mm -mm. But if we're talking about dating, so if I'm dating someone, which I'm not, but if I was dating someone, it's good to ask God to honour that. It's good to say to God, are you in this? Will you bless this? I want to know God's will. Yeah? That's a good prayer to pray. I know that the Bible does not talk about dating. The Bible does not talk about dating because it wasn't a thing in Bible times. In Bible times, it was arranged marriages. People were engaged or typically they were married or you're single. That's what you were. So if I'm looking for the Bible for dating advice, I won't find it. But what I do find is God speaking very clear about marriage. So if I'm with someone in God's eyes, dating wise, the end goal is marriage. The aim is not to keep dating them forever and ever. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm dating someone, God is telling me that marriage is the goal because, number one, he's created it. It's his design. It's for two people to come together, for man not to be on his own. It's to build the kingdom of God. 
That's part of the purpose of marriage. And it's to multiply. Hallelujah. Amen. Go and multiply. Make lots of babies. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. But God honors marriage. Amen. The Bible also talks about fleeing from sexual temptation, whether you're single, dating, or married, that anything of a sexual nature is between a husband and a wife. The Bible is very clear on this. So if I'm dating someone and I'm living with them, that's not what God wants. That is for marriage. Amen. If I'm dating someone and I'm sleeping with them or engaging in any sexual activity with them, that is for marriage. Amen. The Bible is clear on it. And I can be as logical as I want. I can say, well, I'm going to marry them anyway. The Bible says that's for marriage. I can say, it's a housing crisis, it's cost of living. If I live with them, we can save money for the wedding, for the marriage. The Bible is clear. I'm not to live with them before I'm married. And this is where God will speak his will in the word. And he'll show us. But I have to be obedient to it. And this is difficult. It's difficult. But if I want God's blessing in my life and favour, I can't just ask God's will in some things and not be obedient to it. We say, God, teach us your will, show us your will. And I never open my Bible. Or when I do open my Bible, I don't like this part, so I tip exit out. It doesn't work that way. I have to be all in. Yes. Amen. I have to be all in. And yes. the good thing. Hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> but the good thing is, brothers and sisters, God is a gracious God. Amen. He is kind. He is forgiving. You're not too far gone. And whatever it is, if you open your Bible and say, I'm not living the way I should be living, that's okay. There's grace for today. Amen. You can change for today. But it's knowing, if you want God's will in your life, a lot of the answers that we look for, they're in the Bible. Mm. It's your job and my responsibility and your responsibility to say yes to the Lord and to be obedient to his will. Amen. 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 Third, if I want to know the will of God, I've got to listen to the Holy Spirit. I've got to listen to the Holy Spirit. Do you remember the old radios? Do you see the dial up on top? And you'd have to turn the dial, you'd turn it, and the frequency, and some of it would be static, it'd be and you wouldn't be able to hear anything. And you'd tune it in slowly and slowly, and then you'd get the radio program. Some people who are like under 25 are like, what is this about? <laughs> Turning a dial. Anyway, this is how I used to work. But to me, it's like listening to the Holy Spirit. The more time I spend with the Holy Spirit, the better I get at tuning in to what the Holy Spirit is saying to me. And when we're in church, this is a place that is prepared spiritually for you. This environment should be very easy for you to hear from God and to connect with God. It's prepared, it's communal. But you need to hear from God in your day-to-day -day life too. Amen. It's not just on a Sunday morning. Amen. And the ways that we do that is creating space for the Holy Spirit. And when we create space for the Holy Spirit, it's important to not have distractions, to be in God's presence, and to sense his peace. And this looks different depending on what season and time it is in your life. There's been times in my life where I was so busy, the only time I had was when I was driving, commuting to work. That was my time with the Holy Spirit. That's when I could connect with God. For some people, it's a, literally an armchair in their house, a place where they sit. Other people, it's a walk that they go on or a park that they go to, but you need to create a space where you listen to God. You have to create that space. Because I can talk to God, that's part of it, in prayer. I can read his word, 
but I have to be still and know that he is God. I have to be still and be expectant for God to speak. And for some people, they think this is an audible voice, that you literally hear God. Some people do, but for most people, they don't. God isn't saying to me, Dara, you're doing the right thing, and I'm hearing that audibly. But it's a sense in my spirit. I sense God's presence. I sense his peace. I've gone to him in prayer, I've looked at the scripture, and I can say to God, I'm listening. What do you want to say, God? This is something that is so important for us to do as Christians. And here's what it says in the book of Proverbs. It says, my child, will you treasure my wisdom? Then, and only then, will you acquire it. And only if you accept my advice and hide it within, will you succeed. And this part here. So train your heart to listen when I speak. And open your spirit wide to expand your discernment. Brothers and sisters, we have to train our hearts to listen to when God speaks to us. Again, this is a learning. This is a process. The more time I spend with God, the more I understand him. It's like getting to know a person. My dad. Hi, dad. How are you doing? My dad is Pastor Tom, if you don't know, for my sins. I know my, I know my dad. I know what he likes. He likes walking, he likes music, he likes reading books. I know what he dislikes. If I got him tickets to a musical for Les he'd probably cry and just shut down. Or a soccer match. My dad doesn't like those things. So I know my dad. But I also know his character. I know if I go to my dad about something, he's not going to get angry. That's my dad. Even when I was a little girl, I knew it. Or if I go to my dad about advice or wisdom or help me, my dad will support me. In listening to the Holy Spirit, the more time we spend with God, spend in prayer, spend reading the word and listening to him, the more you know his character. You know him. I don't have to be scared about talking to him about this. I don't have to be worried in reading the scriptures and seeing something that I don't like. I know God's character. And when I create the space to listen to God, he will speak to me. He's not a silent God. He wants to confer, confirm what he's doing. He wants to comfort us. He wants to call us to what we're called to do. Amen? Amen. Amen. So we have to create space to listen to the Holy Spirit. Trust God's character. That's a word for someone today. Trust his character. He's got you. He's a good God. (coughs) Number four, get advice from wise people. Mm. This is one that people either completely forget to do or it's the only thing that they do. And if you want to do this, get advice (coughs) from wise people, you need to follow the other steps. You need to pray, you need to read the word of God, and you need to listen to the Holy Spirit. But this is something that God has given us. God wants us to get advice from wise, godly people. People who love the Lord, people who love us. Because it doesn't matter who you are, when we're praying about God's, I don't know, plan in our lives, what he wants, we all have blind spots. There will be parts of when I'm praying to God about his will, that I will not see. But if I go to Pastor Mike, who knows me since I was born, I can say, Mike, I'm praying about this. I've read the word of God. This is what I feel God is saying to me. Will you pray alongside me? Will God speak to you? And if he does, will you share it with me? And what do you think? And Mike can see parts of the situation that I can't. He's able to advise me from a godly place and a loving place. And here's what it says in the book of Proverbs about it. Without good direction, people lose their way. The more wise counsel you follow, 
the better your chances. Amen. It's biblical. And in Ireland, we don't want to talk about what's going on for us with other people. We want to say that's none of their business, don't we? We're very secretive. But actually, God is telling us for wisdom in our situations, when we're trying to understand, God, what is your will in this? It is biblical to ask for advice from wise people. It's biblical. It says this in the book of Proverbs as well. Fools think their own way is right, but the wise listen to others. Amen. Amen. I don't want to be a fool. I want to be wise. Amen. So I should listen to others. And can I tell you this? The people who do this step, along with the other ones, I've seen it time and time again, with houses, with jobs, with relationships, God always speaks very clearly. Amen. Always. I've seen it, especially with people dating or about to date, I've seen people go to multiple couples and say, again, we're thinking of dating, we believe God's in this, will you pray for us, what do you think? And I've seen couples get a resounding yes, saying, yeah, God is telling you this. I've also seen couples get a resounding no. God is so clear when we seek wise counsel and godly counsel. God will speak, but sometimes we don't want to hear the answer. That can be part of it too. But brothers and sisters, get wisdom, get advice. Don't make decisions without doing the step because there'll be parts of it that you might not see. God might speak to you in this in a way that he won't speak to you directly. He might use other people. Allow God to use wise people around you. Amen? Amen. 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 And finally, trust God for the outcome. So I prayed, I'm reading my scriptures, I'm listening to God and getting wise advice. You're doing it all. If that's you today, maybe God just wants to encourage you and confirm to you, well done, you're doing what you need to do. But sometimes the hardest part is trusting God for the outcome. God, I want your will, I want your ways. But I have to wait. I have to see what you do. And I believe prophetically that God wants to speak on this today. That those who are praying for God's will, and you're tired, you're exhausted, he wants to encourage you and remind you, you can trust him. You can trust him for the outcome. Expect God to speak to you about major matters in your life and confirm them multiple times. Brothers and sisters, we need to be expectant that God is going to talk to us about what's happening in our lives. And multiple times that he's going to confirm it. So that you know, because you know, because you know, God said it. I sense his peace. I know his presence. I see his provision. I see the prophetic word of God. I know God is in this. And we see it biblically. We see it with Abraham. God confirmed multiple times to Abraham that he would have a son. And if you don't know this story, Abraham is this old guy in the Old Testament. He shouldn't be having any kids. His wife is old too. And instead he messes things up and has a kid with someone else when he shouldn't have. But God had spoken to him. God had said it multiple times. And guess what? God's promise prevailed. He was faithful. He was perfect in his timing. Abraham wasn't, but God was. Brothers and sisters, you can trust God for the outcome. And maybe you're here today and that's exactly what you needed to hear. You know God has confirmed this multiple times, but you're just saying, Jesus, tell me again. Speak to me again. And you can ask again. You can feel his comfort. You can get his confirmation. 
He wants for you to know the will in your life of what he wants. He is not a God of confusion. Hallelujah. Will you stand with me? Hallelujah. I invite the worship team up. Do you want to just close your eyes wherever you're at? We're just going to pray. We just want to give people privacy. Hallelujah. There's two prayers that I want to pray for today. The first one is literally what we've just looked at. God, help me trust you for the outcome. God has spoken his will for your life or this season or this issue. You are doing everything that we talked about today. You are being faithful and God sees it. But you're struggling to trust God. You're saying, God, I need help on this. If that's you, wherever you're at, with all eyes closed, will you just raise a hand to heaven saying, God, help me to trust you. You see the hands. Hallelujah. You can take it down. And the other prayer that I want to pray for today is the first question that God asked in the Bible, where are you? And for some people today, you know you're not being honest with God about that issue, but you need to be, and you want to be. And you want to say right now, God, I want to be honest with you about this. If that's you, wherever you're at, will you raise a hand and just say, that's me. Amen, see the hands. See the hands, hallelujah. If either of those are your prayers, would you just keep your hands raised? We want to pray with you. God, we thank you that your will for our lives is good and pleasing and perfect. We thank you, Lord, that you are so clear that you want the best for us on the things that are on our minds, on our hearts, that are weighing us down, God, that we are tired and exhausted from. Help us, Lord, to trust you with this. God, I pray that you would renew people's strength, that you would give them your peace, that they would sense even now in their spirit a stirring, that God is for me, God is in this. I can trust God with all my heart. Hallelujah. It might have been a lifetime of waiting, but God's will will be done. So we say to you, Lord, that we trust you in this process. We believe you, Jesus. And for those of us, God, we hear you calling us and saying, where are you? We answer now, I'm here, Lord. Whatever our issue is, our struggle, the emotions, the hurt, the pain, whatever's from the past, whatever's from the future, God, we acknowledge it right now and we give it to you. We know that when we're honest with you and we're open with you, that you can come close to us. Pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit, even in this moment, would be so close that we would feel it, that it would be so tangible. God, we thank you that you're not a distant God, that you are a close one. And we receive you, Lord. God, I pray for every single person in this room that your will would be done in their lives. I pray, God, that whatever they have heard today, anything that has resonated in their spirit, Lord, that it would take hold, that it would be planted, that it would grow. God, that they would be men and women of God who say yes to what you want, Jesus. I believe in just praying now, there's people here and you want to do God's will, but your concern is what you are going to lose. If I do this, God, I lose this. I lose this person, I lose the money, 
I lose what I thought my life was going to be. And God is saying to let it go. Surrender it. There is a cost to following Jesus. But when you pay that cost, God will reward your faithfulness in terms that cannot be measured. Do not be afraid of what you are going to lose in following God's will. Be expectant of what you are going to gain in following God's will. Amen. Hallelujah. So God, we thank you that we can trust you. We thank you that your promises are yes and amen. We thank you, Lord, that your will for our lives is good and pleasing and perfect. Help us, Lord, to walk this out. We love you, we thank you, we believe you, and we trust you. And the people of God said, Amen. Amen. Let's